What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Oh, the horn is going. Everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's a surplus big play football. Everything with an attitude. Got a balance. I don't give a shit who we're playing. Don't let you make a play against And make a damn play. That's our framework. That's our MO with the team. Richardson breaks free on the sideline. This is a mauling, folks, a mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Tom, I think I've seen enough dancing mechanics and state trooper wannabes for the season. Let's get this team back to Tuscaloosa and put this one behind us. What do you say? Man, I'm just going to say what Saban said after the game. You know, when you're up 24 to 3, you have to put a team away. And we didn't put this team away. And we can talk about why this was here in a minute. But, you know, we always talk about putting your foot on their throat and uh, having them just, you know, give up. And we let this team stay in the game and remain in the game. And you just can't do that. Yeah, we really did. Now, I take nothing away from them. I, they, they came out disciplined. They've sort of corrected uh, some of the mistakes they've had, uh, you know, the way that they let UCLA come back. Their freshman quarterback is, is playing a little bit better. And they had a truly amped up crowd. And I think that certainly played in as well. I give them a lot of credit. At the same time, uh, this is, uh, you know, the Alabama team has some work to do. And in some respects, and it's easy, you know, for us to say this from from the sideline, but is this a little bit kind of what the doctor ordered? Is this a little bit what the team needed to keep them uh, in line? Oh man, this is this is exactly what Saban needs for ammunition to to give him hell this week. But you come out of the locker room. Well, first of all, you should have finished the half better. We'll get to that in a minute. You you missed an opportunity uh, going into the end of the half. But you come out to start the second uh, third quarter. You drive it nine plays, seventy five yards. You go up twenty four to three, and I think that's what Saban meant. Um, you then come back. You get a key stop. You get the ball back. Yep. And um, and then you had that key fumble, you know, by Robert Foster, and that just allowed them to have a short field at, at the thirty-five yard line. They get points. They're now down two scores. The crowd gets back in it. It's a whole different game. I mean, one more touchdown there. If we don't fumble the ball and we protect the ball and we go up thirty-one to three, this game's over and it gets really close to my score. The difference between thirty-one to three and twenty-four to ten you know, just made a huge difference in that third quarter. Yeah, I agree. They've got a they've got fans in and, and look, it's a huge stadium. I think that it's the largest in the SEC. And so they've got a big crowd that's loud, that probably has a lot of nervous energy coming into the game. Let's let's be realistic, right? Uh, I have a, a good uh, a good friend that's an A and M graduate, and you know, we sort of exchange emails every year before the game and sort of what to watch for on the other team. And one of the things that he was most concerned with was don't embarrass us. You know, I, ho- I hope that, that, uh, that you know, we don't get embarrassed. We're not as strong this year. We're not as good. I hope that, you know, the way you guys are rolling, that we don't get rolled. And I think there was a lot of nervous energy and, and almost excitement. And I don't want to say a moral victory, but sometimes sometimes those do exist. And so I think their fans were, were 
sort of maintained their edge because they were still sort of technically in the game. And yeah, that touchdown, that score would have started to diffuse that. But the longer they stayed in it and and and, and made plays, then they were hyped up. And there were some points, or there were some literally some points in the game where if they had scored, if they had made one more play, that crowd would have been that much more raucous and that much uh, more difficult to uh, play against. Why don't you jump us into offense and uh, what uh, you call that a couple of things, but what jumped out at you the most on offense? You know, the first thing jumped out at me is just, I, I think Jalen regressed some this week. You know, I, I point to him just because he's the leader of the offense. And, you know, we talked about those third and short opportunities being when the protection breaks down to to go and just get that easy first down. And the best way I can say it is it just felt like he was trying to continue being a pocket passer mm-hmm. and was trying to sit there and sit there and sit there and trying to get to that second and third read. And I just felt like sometimes he wasn't playing with his instincts. Like sometimes I felt like he should have pulled the ball down and run or thrown the ball away. Uh, and he took a sack. And then other times he had guys wide open for first downs and he ran and, you know, made a one yard gain. Right. So it was like he was doing the opposite that he should have been doing. And, you know, and, and, and that's going to come. He's the starter. You know, we talk about the game slowing down for players, right? Well, the game still hasn't slowed down for him when it comes to being a complete quarterback. And I think that playing a little bit better defensive team. Uh, was tough for him, and um, you know they they put pressure on him and made him make quick decisions. And he's trying to he's trying to make that next step as a quarterback, and the two just didn't go together. Right. I don't want to change the subject from Hertz, but I want to ask: Do you put uh, all of that on him, or do you put any of it on the offensive line? Oh no! I mean, the offensive line has to give him time. Right. But if it breaks down and you don't have time, then throw the ball away. Right. Don't try to make something that's not there. Okay. I will say offensively, very quickly, the line was obviously better uh, at run blocking than pass blocking. Yeah. There were numerous times that the two guards should have given Bozeman some help, and they didn't, and the nose tackle just ate Bozeman up man on man on, on right. pass protection. Right. Um, he wasn't the only guy. He made some good plays as well, but it seemed like in the run game – they were not uh, doing the combo blocking, okay, that's worked so well for the last two weeks. Uh, they were not getting to the next level, helping helping their helping their teammate and then going and rubbing to the next level. They weren't doing that. And then in the past blocking, um, you know, guys were getting left on an island after they had demonstrated they were having trouble, and they just kept leaving them on that island, and I, I couldn't understand that. Right, right. <clears throat> so I, th- I think <clears throat> I want to go back to, to Jalen just a little bit. I, I'm a little nervous using or, you know, hesitant to use the word regress. I think last year, you know, the second half of the season, he he regressed. Uh, I think I, I'm I'm hoping that this is not the first sign of a regression. I, I wonder if this is not more, you know, of, of a hiccup. <clears throat> His numbers were 13 of 22 uh, for 123. He had 14, you know, carries. Um, it, you know, there were a couple of drops. There were uh, a couple of bad passes. And, and, and so factoring those in, I don't think, I don't think he was terrible, but I do think the, and, and the offense tried, but just couldn't, 
couldn't get couldn't get a lot of traction. There was you know six different receivers you know caught the balls. There was a, run, a running back and a tight end. So we did attempt to distribute the ball. I think there were two or three additional receivers that we targeted, uh, and we couldn't complete passes. We just seemed to be misfiring just just a little bit. Uh, and uh, as we know, you, you alluded to it. If we get a touchdown at a key point, it wouldn't have taken a lot to sort of to really crank it up just a little bit. And I think, and I think the offense would have would have really crunk up and cranked it up, and and and, and the plays were just literally right off the fingertips. Uh, you mentioned Robert Foster had uh, just a, a sequence almost where he was making a, a couple of bad plays, and uh, and if he converts one of those, you know maybe that's what the offense needed. So I feel like I feel like the offense was close, but it just it just didn't it it just didn't come together. Well, just to be clear, I'm not saying he looked terrible. Okay, I, I don't want the listeners to think I'm saying that. But as far as his progression as a quarterback, he he took a step back this week. Yeah, I uh, he, he he truly took a step back, and um, and so you know, like there was there was one series in particular, um, you know that I'll just that I'll just point out very quickly. You know, Damian had that big score. We had gotten a stop, and um, you know we we had a third and six at their forty six yard line. And he had Calvin and or he could have run. He could have done yep. either one. He had he had the opening to get six yards or he had the ability to hit Cal, Calvin. And neither one of those things happened. OK. And then the other thing I'll tell you, the very next series, he's got third and seven at the 40 yard line of Alabama. And it's at the end of the first quarter. We're still, you know, up seven, three. But we've been really kind of, you know, We've been really just, you know, doing whatever we wanted to in the game as far as being able to control the the the, the ball and the momentum. And on third and seven, they call a screen to Josh Jacobs. And Bo flares out in the flats to the right. And the uh, the pass, the the call was supposed to go to Jacobs. And so he's looking for Jacobs. And Alaka, you know, blitzes in from the right. He doesn't even see him until like the very last second, and then he just throws the ball away and gets called for intentional grounding. Mm-hmm. So now we have we go from third and seven at the 40 to fourth and 20. Well, all I'm going to tell you very quickly, and this is just a progression of a quarterback, is if the call was the screen, okay, but Bo flared out to the right, he looked at Bo when the ball snapped. Dude, Bo was wide open. There was nobody out there. There was two wideouts to block two defensive uh, cornerbacks. Bo could have gotten seven yards. Bo just ahead of steam. He was all by himself on the sideline. He could have got an easy first down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But instead of doing that, he quickly looks off of Bo, and he's trying to wait for Jacobs and wait for Jacobs and wait for Jacobs, and he doesn't even see the guy blitzing in. And so he's got to have his head on a swivel there, and he's got to – in that situation, he's got to have the comfort level to say, you know – Josh Jacobs was the call, but I'm looking over here at Bo in the flats and he's all by himself. He's got to trust his instincts to just throw that ball over there. He really just, does. If he can get a first down. No, he, he, he really does. And, and on, on one hand, the dedication to the play isn't all bad. No. On, on the other hand though, when they're going to give you a profit, you know, you take it. It was just like we were doing against them. We'll get to this on defense when they were flaring their running back and we didn't send the linebacker. No linebacker went with Bo is all I'm saying. Right. He was wide open. Take it. Yeah, so we can take, take what the defense gives. If they're going to give us that all day, then then Bo should have 15 catches, right? 
Yeah, I, one other thing I want to point out very quickly, I don't remember what the series was, but um, the non-pass interference call, okay, on a really good pass that Jalen Hurts made mm -hmm. was very frustrating. Yes. To the cornerback's credit, he did a great job of doing it with his right arm, right hand on the inside, below the inside shoulder, where the ref running down the sideline couldn't see it. But the fact that you've got a back judge in the middle of that field and he can't see that, he can't see the guy's momentum is like being pulled back, I'm sorry. And the and and I was really shocked that even the announcers on TV didn't even comment. They talked about what a great recovery play that was. It was an obvious pass interference on a really well-thrown ball that was a great play call that right. should have been a free touchdown. That, that, that pissed me off. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. What do you make of um I I, I want to be careful calling a guy out but what do you make of what do you make of Robert Foster and 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 they showed him you know I he, you know again he had the fumble and that was a big play he dropped another pass he just seemed that seemed to to bother him that's he didn't seem to recover from that uh, I just wanted to get your uh your impression on that they showed him on the sideline and he just seemed you know mopey and just and not energizing himself to get back into into play and, and make up for it. What do you make of that? Well, I, I do think he 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 did get down on himself. Uh, where where Jalen threw a really nice pass to the freshman that was the pass interference, he didn't throw a good ball to Robert. Uh, you know, on that other deep ball, which was another great call. Okay, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I point that out because it was two really good deep ball calls where the guys were wide freaking open. Right. Okay. Yep. So that, that has to be to the play calling. But in that situation, if uh and Todd Blackledge called it best, if he would have if Jalen would have just laid that ball up as well as he did the first ball, Robert would have just run under that ball and it had been a touchdown. Yes. No problem whatsoever. And so he made it a very difficult uh uh reception for Robert Foster when it didn't have to be. Do I think Calvin Ridley would have caught the ball? Yes, Calvin would have made him look good and would have and would have, you know, that. gone and got that ball. How about that? But I don't know that any of the other guys would have done that. And so, you know, that has to do with the moment, right? This could have been just a big moment. Uh, uh, I don't want to say too big of a moment, but you're in front of 102,000 people, right? And they're screaming constantly. And Calvin's gone down, and we don't know it's a bruised thigh at the time. And and so Robert Foster's got to step up, and and it just might have been a little bit too big of a stage for him, and he'll grow from that, I think. Yeah, you know, I kept I kept thinking, you know, sort of, you know, get over it. You're going to come back and make a play. And I was thinking he's going to get the mini game ball because he's going to he's going to make a big play here, uh, you know, for a key, you know, first down, keep a drive alive. He's going to get his head back into the game and make a make a play. And I was kind of rooting for that to ha you know, obviously, right? Uh, but rooting for that to happen, and it never did. And um, and and I don't like that frustration sort of rolling over. And so hope obviously he has a good week in practice. I look for us to you know not to look too far ahead already, but I look for us to get the ball to him early against Arkansas, and we can talk about that. Well, I will say very quickly, just before we get off of Robert Foster, it was Robert Foster that got a pass interference yes. call on a key second and eight at their 48 that allowed us to get a first and 10 and go on to get a field goal, uh, which we now know was, a, you know, was an important field goal. It was an important one. So, so, you know, he was, he, 
he was part of that play, uh, which was, you know, at a crucial time. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was the uh you know, the gump, right? The Forrest Gump. He was he was sort of everywhere, uh, just not making the play uh in in most of those. And I don't say that to pile on the guy. I I I'm looking <clears throat> looking for him to bounce back, and I was really hoping he was going to uh, Saturday, but uh, but we'll see. What do you think of you, you know? You talked about Josh Jacobs uh, on the screen. He was uh, he was part of the, of a substitution uh, penalty at one point. Coach is obviously not pleased uh, about that. I think it's the first time I've seen Dable you know get mad. <laughs> um, but what do you make of not seeing a lot? of Jacobs. Uh, I know that he didn't play early because of a hamstring, but and, and he's been somewhat limited, but when he's played, he's just been electric. And you think, you know, thinking about an offense that just needs a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a spark. Well, to me, Jacobs sort of, you know, uh, he is a spark, you know, and I just, I thought that at some point, hey, let's get him in there. Let's get him the ball. Let's make a play. Let's see if he can't spark this thing up. And, uh, you know, maybe we were trying to and and you know, they covered it up, but uh, I, I don't know. I was I was hoping that he would have gotten more of an opportunity. You know, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me this question uh, <clears throat> because then I was going to have to give you my honest answer. And so um, I, I think that this was too big of a moment for Jacobs. Jacobs uh, has been um, – he has gotten a lot of time so far, you know, going out in the pass patterns, which is why he was on that screen call that we talked about a minute ago. And, you know – you can only give so many carries to so many guys, and so they they tend to be using him a lot in the passing game. Well, I have to tell you, you know, we have the ball first and ten uh, at our thirty-eight with twenty-five seconds left in the half, and and we're up seventeen to three. Well, Bill Belichick has made a heyday in the NFL of scoring right before the end of the first half. Getting deferring the coin talks to get the ball to start yep. the second half and doubling up. Yep. Okay. He either gets 10 points or he gets 14 points and bye bye, you're done. He's sure. put you away. And so, you know, maybe this has something to do with this mentality because you and I would have seen Alabama teams with 25 seconds left at the end of the half take a knee. Well, we come out, Jalen Hurts drops back to pass to Calvin Ridley. And I'm thinking, what the hell? There's 25 seconds left in the half. We're up by two scores, and we're trying to get some more, and we're only at the 38-yard line. So I was shocked by that. And so I think there has to be some tie-in to who our offensive coordinator is right now. But I say this because on those pass plays, Damian's not in there, and Bo's not in there, but Jacobs is in there. And guess what? He did a really bad job of pass protection, a really bad job. He would line up on the right side of Jalen, and then he would go to the left side when he should have stayed on the right side to pick up uh, help on the right side. Or he would rotate to the left side, block nobody, get right in front of Jalen's way where Jalen couldn't step up in the pocket when the tackles were carrying their guys wide. He got right in Jalen Hurts' way where Jalen couldn't do anything. Jalen was stuck. And so we sat there and watched Jalen run for no gain and scramble and do a couple things, and – no offense to Jacobs, but he didn't help there. Okay. And and he was the worst guy to have. Okay, I won't say the worst guy. He <laughs> was not the right guy to have in that situation as far as protecting Jalen if you're going to drop back and let him try to get in field goal range. No, so that's just an observation that I saw, and he did it on several plays. You know, if you're putting a back end for pass protection, then you put Damian Harrison. 
if you're going to run them on a route, if you're going to do something with them, then, you know, then, you know, that's where I think you give Jacobs an opportunity. But if you're putting them in and, and the intent is pass protection, I think Damien's your guy. Well, and this is where I don't want to act like I'm an offensive coordinator, right? Because no one's ever going to hire me to do this. Mm-hmm. But at halftime, Saban talks about how all the pressure in the pocket and how we couldn't give Jalen time, right? Well, there's 25 seconds left in the half, Dave. Uh, the coaches have watched the whole half that we've given him no time. So to your point, even if you've got Josh Jacobs in there, you should be thinking, I don't think I'm going to be able to flare Josh out for you know a safety valve. I think I'm going to have to keep my running back in there because we haven't been able to protect Jalen for two quarters now. You see what I'm saying? Like They should have known he wasn't the right back given what they had sat there and watched for the whole half is all I'm saying. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, I liked the pivot route by uh, uh, Ruggs. I thought that was a really nice use of his athleticism and speed, and I really like that as a as a goal line play. We may see that again uh, on a first down situation, but I really like that play. Uh, anything on else on offense stood out to you, or you want to hit mini game ball? I did find it interesting uh, on one of our uh, uh, on one of our scores. It was a jet sweep, but to Jalen, and that we had two running backs uh, back there with yeah. him, and that we we sat there and 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 did a jet sweep with the quarterback instead of giving it to the running back for a one yard first and goal at the one. You know how I feel about that. I don't understand why we called the quarterback whoever the quarterback is. Sure, first and goal at the one. You got horses for running backs. Just give it to a damn running back. I don't know why you give it to the to the quarterback there. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't mind using his athleticism. And uh, I think one of one of the plays that we both really, really enjoyed a couple of years ago was the naked boot with Blake Sims. That that just came is is just a really good surprise and and a good use of his athleticism to 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 go in for a touchdown. So, you know, obviously we weren't doing a naked boot here. But, I mean, he had a convoy of blockers. Bo Scarborough actually missed his block or, or, uh, or Hertz would have gone in untouched. So I don't, I don't mind using his athleticism. I, I mean, I see your point, but I don't mind using his athleticism there either. Well, I will say real quick before we do mini game balls that this could have been a very different, you know, score at the end of the half. We, we left points on the board here. And, yeah. you know, we, we started off with, besides the great play by Damian, you know, we, we started off by, you know, what we had three of the first five drives were three play drives. Yep. So we just, we really just got nothing going there. I will say real quick, I, I do want to mention on, on Damien's run, you know, where he was able to spot that the two middle linebackers had shaded too far to the left. Yep. He was able to, to, to bait the true freshman safety into getting out of position. So he just needed one step on him and, you know, we, we talk about vision a lot on this show, and, you know, I, I like Bo, and I like, you know, I just, you know, I like how hard he runs and stuff, but, you know, there is clearly a difference between these two guys. They they bring two different things to the table. Um, Damien is truly the number one guy on this team. Yes. Uh, the vision that he has with some of his runs is just not a vision that Bo would have, to be fair. That's not mean. But it's just a different style, and uh, Damian's bringing a physicality with it that he didn't have, you know, a whole lot of early in his career. And so uh, Damian needs to stay healthy. No, no offense to Bo, and no offense to these other guys, but you know, he, he's a critical guy for this team right now to stay healthy. 
No, he really is. And I think vision is spot on. And, and you know, it's something I something I noticed and called out after the the Florida State game, you know, uh, the, the, the tight end vote. Uh, uh, God, I keep wanting to say Brian Vogler. <laughs> I can't get his name out of my mind. Every time I see 84, I think Brian Vogler. I just have to say that out loud. Now I won't do it anymore. But uh, but Hinkus was uh, was uh, Hinkus was was uh, blocking you know his man outside in the in the hole was off the tackle inside the tight end and Bo just kept wanting to string the play string the play and 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 Hale, and and uh, and, and Hinkus is doing just a, a phenomenal job blocking but the running backs not helping him you know and so and and it ends up being a very short game and gain but if he had planted his foot and cut you know off the uh off the tack you know off the tackles rear end or inside the tight end he had a nice room to run um and so you know when you said vision that's just the image that i had uh and then you sort of juxtapose that with with damien you know he plants the foot and he cuts the hole you know there's a sliver he takes it and um yeah that's that's an invaluable skill when you think about inside running and sort of close quarter running and blocking, I like the physicality that Bo will sometimes show, and he's getting better at that. Sure. But well, that I think vision, Damien, the vision is tough to beat. Well, don't you think, Damien, don't you think they should have left him in there in first and goal at the one to get that after that 27-yarder to that that great run to get to the one-yard line? Shouldn't they let him call his number again? Yeah. Were you surprised? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. And, and, and he, you know, they showed him on the sideline and – and and he and he was and he kind of shook his head and I was like, man, I just I'm am I reading too much into this? Like, is he mad at that? Or and it'd be hard not to be a little bit disappointed. You get it down there and you want the score. But that was a hell of a run. And it I understand was. he had already gotten a great touchdown earlier, but I'm sorry, you earned that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I you know, you wanna you wanna reward the the guys that get you down there. You also don't want to be predictable in, in that situation. And so, you know, if you leave him in there, everybody in the house knows he's getting the ball. And so I mean, I I can make a case both ways for that, but I mean I'm as sentimental as anybody and he drives it down there. He ought to get the ball he ought to get the touchdown. All right, well give me your mini game ball. I am going uh I am going Lester Cotton. And man, when you said Damien's run, I just knew that you were gonna say what I've got here, but um, on uh, I, I'm going Lester Cotton. I went back and watched his block on uh, Damien's 75 yard run, and I probably watched it, you know, half a dozen times. But uh, the the run, the the play went in the guard tackle hole, and the defensive uh, the defensive tackle was lined up in that hole, and the 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 blocking assignment was for Matt. Um, Matt Womack to to basically reach and turn the guy, and Lester was going to block block down on the nose or sort of the backer coming across, and they comboed block. Uh, Lester Lester stepped into the tackle to sort of give uh, uh, Womack sort of balance, uh, so they didn't have to reach as far, and that he could that he could get in front of the runner, and then you know Cotton hit him really good to help uh, to help Matt out. And then he then he pivoted, and then and then just and just sealed off the inside. And I thought that was a very athletic move, uh, very coordinated blocking scheme there, uh, and and left just a big inside hole for Damian to run through. Had he not done that, had he just done his assignment, then there would have been no hole, 
uh, Damian would have gotten a yard or two. Had he stuck with the block, uh, the double team, then there would have even been less of a hole there. So the fact that he took on essentially two guys to help carve out that hole, and that was a big touchdown run. Uh, you know, they had obviously taken the lead, and uh, and so that was a big, uh, almost immediate answer. Uh, and I thought, you know, that's worth mini game ball right there, that block that he threw, or those blocks that he threw. Well, he, um, you know, he's listed on the depth chart at 6'4", 324. And uh, we've seen guys that, that look 324, and and he doesn't look 324. You know, I'm not I'm not saying you know he's Mr. Muscle, muscular guy, but he definitely carries his weight well. And this team had two defensive nose tackles in their four three scheme that were both pushing, they're both over 300 pounds. And you know, we talked a few weeks ago about his physicality and 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 at the point of attack and and you know how he was able to physically handle guys one on one. Yep. If he's not in this game with these two 300-pounders, um, it would have been interesting to see what happens because I, I think Bozeman needed him in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think he's bigger than 320, man. I mean, remember last year, he, he was a lot leaner last year. And remember last year there was talk about him playing at the tackle position, and 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 I think he even got some reps there. <laughs> Dude, look at him. He is a guard. <laughs> he ain't going well, back to tackle. Well, he definitely uh, – they definitely needed him in this ball game because yes. this was a tough matchup with two – you know, one fifth-year senior and, and one fourth-year junior both both pushing over 300 pounds that were very, very strong physically, and uh, it created some problems for this team. And, and you notice that big run you were talking about, they didn't give up another one of those, right? They no. only got we only got one of those kind of runs. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm going to, uh, in the spirit of the mini game ball, as you like to say, um, I could have gone a few different directions, but before he becomes a breakout star, I'm just going to give it to Jerry Judy. Ah, okay. Um, and just, you know, literally just how fluid he looks on the field obviously there's a reason the kid was a five-star uh five-star player mm -hmm. but the guy's just going to be really really special he only caught two passes but he looked really good doing it and in a game where calvin had caught five and and we needed somebody else to step up you know who would have thought a true freshman was your second leading receiver with some of the other players we do have on this team yep and so uh you know, one of his catches went for a healthy 17 yards, and, you know, he just – you can see why people compare him to Calvin Ridley. So, uh, well, it's exciting. No, and and you know what? He was a guy that I was looking at for the minigame ball as well. And, and uh, you know, like you said, you two, the two catches. And I went back and actually looked at the play-by-play -play to see when he got those catches. And, and the longer the 17 pass came after Ridley was, was down, uh, had you know, had gone out. And it just – and, again, I will sometimes read – things into you know seeing the players on the screen but he just had the he just had a look like I'll step up I'll step up I'll be the guy and uh and then and then he converted that that uh, big 17 yard play and well that was right after Calvin had pulled himself out the second you know he had actually pulled himself out a second time and was probably gone for the game so you are right that was a that was a key time that that they looked to Jerry Judy yep yep and uh and and hopefully hopefully that you know that extends forward right I think that you know, last year, and, and we saw it in this game, where I think Jalen was feeling a little bit of security blanket with Calvin. And we saw last year, uh, our Darius Stewart was a little bit of his uh, security blanket. And so 
I like the fact that we distribute the ball out around so much, but if he can have that extra little uh, secure feeling uh, throwing with Jerry Judy, I'd love to have uh, two receivers out there that he feels equally that extra bit of comfort throwing to. No, absolutely. Well, uh, flip the field to defense. What what stood out at you there? It, infestation, man. It was a bugs infestation. I mean, dude had 10 tackles. He was very active. He was lights out. He was everywhere making plays. He got a little bit of, a little bit dinged up, but then he came back in. I, you know, for my money, you could not have watched the Alabama uh, defense without wondering who is this guy. And we've been talking about him, you know, getting a little more comfortable, making a little more plays, doing a little bit better week after week after week. He was coming out party on Saturday. No, he did make some really good plays. There were a few times where they left him unblocked. Uh, you know, they didn't – they just misjudged his speed uh, to the ball and they thought they could just run away from him and he yep. was able to, you know, get the backs in the backfield and, uh, you know, had a really good day and, um, you know, good for him because, uh, as we've talked about him before, uh, he definitely stood out uh, on the stat sheet. And, you know, by that same token, I do want to mention – you know, there was a couple other players uh, who made some who made some you know key plays in this game from a backup standpoint. You know that was that was that was cool too. That was that was they they we needed them to come and 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 make plays at the time that their number was called, and they did so. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more about it when we get to the mini game balls. Yeah, I was gonna was, say don't give out all our mini game balls now. <laughs> but that was but that was good as well. Um, tell me tell me real quick about. You know, Saban talked about it at halftime. It was very frustrating to me uh, how three times in the first half, you know, they took Travion Williams and 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 put him in motion, and Sean Deion Hamilton, who you know we've we've obviously you know said good things about on purpose, they went after that matchup. Uh, yeah. Either either they they were just wanting to test his mobility from the injury, right, or they saw something in film or something. But they 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 got three easy first downs in the first half, and it was frustrating that you know we didn't make changes to adjust to that until the fourth time they tried it in the first half. Yeah, I think there's a size matchup, and I think there's a speed matchup, and uh, and 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 I and I hate to you know say that about uh, you know Sean, but it, but I, it was true, right? And and they kept going after that and there were a couple of times and and he was playing technically sound um i just think athletically he was beat and you know eventually you know to your point uh you know we made a transition there but i thought they i thought they did a good job of scouting that and finding a matchup and this is where they've got good coaches too right i mean no uh, uh you know mazzoni is their offensive coordinator he's been around i mean he's a very talented and you know, you know, say what you will. I think John Chavis is, is talented, uh, you know, defensive Super coordinator. And, and, yes. and, and, you know, and that's, you know, you have two sort of name brand uh, coordinators like that that have been around the block. They've seen a lot uh, and they know how to defend it. They know how to find these sort of uh, these types of matchups. And in this and in that, I think and I'm glad you called that one out because that is a tip tip the hat to to the opposing team. Because that's not a glaring mismatch. You wouldn't, you know, you have to you have to find that one. You have to mine that one. You dig that one out of the ground. You don't just look at the rosters and say that's who that's who we're going to go after. Uh, and so I give them a little tip of the cap on that one. 
Well, talk to me a little bit about the the true freshman Mond. You know, he he did he did seem to give some difficulty uh, the way Hertz does to opposing defenses he plays. You know, he showed a lot of composure. He didn't seem to be rattled. Um, he he definitely was able to escape the four man rush and 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 keep some keep some drives extended with his legs and and caused the defense some trouble. You know, he really did. And 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 Saban talked about this last week with Ole Miss, and we saw it last week. You know, when the when the play kind of goes helter skelter, and uh, and the receivers just start running around, it's a whole lot harder to defend. I mean, when you kind of know. You know the route tree is the route tree, right? And you kind of when you kind of know what they're doing, there's technique uh, in in how you kind of stick with them. When they're just running around in, in circles because the quarterback is, they're much harder to defend. Uh, and so we had a little bit of that last week that that hurt us, uh, and then we had a little bit more uh, this week with A and M uh, hurt us, and certainly a touchdown. And boy, I didn't think. Kirk caught that ball in bounds, but they went back and showed it again. And I was like, all right, he did. That's 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 one tremendous play. Uh, yeah, see, I even looked at that a few times, and and I'm still, you know, it didn't appear to me as if he had control of the ball when the knee went down where it did. Mm-hmm. And then even when he hit the ground, it quickly shot up because he didn't have a good control over it. It quickly shot up into his shoulders, and he just rolled with it and made it look good. I mean, yeah. that could have, I think that could have gone either way. I mean, it probably it probably could have. They called it a touchdown, so it's hard to overrule it. Uh, but it was a heck of a play. I, you know, even however you want to, you know, sort of come down on that. There was a lot of athleticism, athleticism demonstrated there. And and I'm the guy last week that said, ah, you know, one Christian Kirk, I'm not worried about that. And <laughs> I ate some of those words on Saturday. <laughs> well, let me let me say too uh, that they also you know, really kind of seemed to bother us with their motion. You know, they they were moving Kirk around, and this goes back to you tipping the cap real quick. They did a really good job of trying to create opportunities for Kirk wherever they could. Yes. So they would line him up in the backfield in the shotgun formation to the right of the quarterback, and then they would flare him to the right, and then they would motion him back to the left, and he'd be in three different positions before the play snapped. Yep. So they were trying to move him around, and then they were doing that as well with their other, you know, running backs and wide receivers, and they were giving us a lot of looks, a lot of looks, pre-snap looks as far as as far as motion goes. And the other thing that they were doing is when they were having success running, which wasn't a lot, but when they did have success running, it's when they pulled the center. And so I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, a lot of times you see teams, you know, pull a guard and maybe pull a guard and a tackle. Their center did a really good job being able to pull wide and set the edge for them to have a few successes running the ball. And I don't think the the pulling center is a look that we have seen much, you know, this season. And so I think that was a wrinkle that, that we were not prepared for. No, and you're going to have a really good athletic center to do that. It's hard. I mean, the center is already one of the harder positions on the line and, and then to pull, you know, and, and still get a good snap off, off and, and, you know, and they're out of the gun. And so you don't want to be so worried about pulling that you, you know, shank this, the snap. I mean, that's a tough thing to do. I think the only thing their center could have done better is buckle up that chin strap because he lost his helmet on a couple of plays and had to go sit out and, 
And, uh, and that just speaks to them sort of being, you know, and, and we've given many game balls for this in the past, you know, people ready to come in and not have to blow a timeout. And, you know, they did that. They took their guard and slid them over to center and then brought in a, a backup guard. And, and uh, both times they did that, it was pretty effortless. And so I, that, I've, I was pretty impressed with that. And so sometimes it's a little just, I mean, call it stupid stuff. That's fine. But it's a little stuff like that that tells you, you know, this is a pretty well-coached team. Otherwise, they're they're burning timeouts in situations like that. No, absolutely. Well, the defense made a couple key plays. You know, Sean Dion Hamilton, to his credit, he did lay the big hit on Kellen Mond uh, to get the first fumble. Yep. Uh, which was uh, He's which a good was a player. Key. He's a good player. That no, he is a good player. That was a that was a key uh, opportunity that that they got, and um, and then you know Joshua Frazier got you know credited with forcing the other fumble. Uh, on Travion Williams, that you know Raquan Davis recovered, and so there was a there was a couple big plays there that they made. Um, I do want to just talk about the last touchdown uh, that Texas A&M uh, uh, got, and and just you have to tip your cap to a really good play made by a very athletic true freshman quarterback um, that I'm not looking to I'm not looking forward to Alabama seeing for three more times. Right, right. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, he he avoided pressure, something like you would see Johnny Manziel did do, and then on the run to throw a rope that went and dropped between three Bama defenders. Dude, there was nothing you could say, but that was just a hell of a play. It's a hell of a play. I mean, it was like, man, I'm glad the game's over and there's not more time for you to do anything else. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anything else for you on defense? I think Ronnie Harrison made a great play in coverage. Um, I think they were looking to go with Kirk, and he was out in coverage, and that allowed us to to make to make a play. Uh, I think that's uh, that's fantastic. That's sort of a mini game ball type of thing. And then Minka, I mean, you got to talk about Minka. Um, the the interception that he made at the two is just huge. Yeah, what if they, they got points on that situation? If they get points on that, then it's a dude. That's it's something else. Sure. So, that was a huge turnover, you know, even, and we'll talk special teams, you know, even though we didn't do anything with the ball and actually went backwards, there's a part of me that said, I'll, I'll give them two instead of seven right now all night long. Well, and he also, they shifted him, uh, they shifted him to the wide side of the field when they did stop that little pass to Travion Williams on the fourth time they tried it. Yep. Mink was the one over there that stopped it. Right. Because Mika was the cornerback that was able to beat his man and uh, and set the edge to to stop that play. Yeah. So um so that was key. And I'm glad you mentioned Ronnie Harrison real quick because when I was talking about all the shifts uh, that they were doing, Ronnie Harrison got lined up. It's kind of like playing musical chairs and and the music stops and yep. and he looks up and he sees Christian Kirk in front of him and he says, "Oh shit! How did I get you in front of me?" Well, he had him in front of him three or four times. Yeah. And that was by design. And so there there is there is some good offensive minds on that side of the ball that they tri- they tried to create a mismatch a couple times on purpose. And uh, that's just to their credit. Well, and Christian Kirk on a safety is a mismatch all night long, right? I mean, yes. it just is. Uh just Ronnie uh, uh Ronnie Harrison is just he, he I mean, he's, he's just, just that good. Yes. Uh and, and what's inter- what's funny is we think about him as a thumper, and he is that too. But he is so good in coverage. Uh, yes. I think. I think. Look. I mean. I think he's going to be. I think somebody's going to get him in the NFL and realize this dude 
is good at both. <laughs> He's he really is. He'll come up and lick you, and uh, and he will cover you as well. No, absolutely, man. Well, let me do my mini game balls before you take them. And I got three to do. So I got what? I got two I'm going to do that you will take, and then I'll let you go because you'll never take my third one, and then I'll do my third one. So you're so, going to take my two, and then you're going to use your yes, one. Yes, so very quickly, I, I alluded to them earlier and should have just probably waited, but I couldn't help myself. So LeBron Ray and Quinnen Williams, for them to each get credited with a sack, you know, they – just just coming in and making the plays that they made, uh, especially Ray's play jumped out at me with the athleticism he showed to not get juked out by Mond like Mond had been doing all night. Yep. And to, to make the sack that he made, um, just both of these guys just contri- – I mean, those are just big plays from guys who are third and fourth string on the depth chart. And uh, so just wanted to call them out to Quinny Williams and LeBron Ray because just – just big plays for them on the night. No, I think that I, th- I think that's great. I think you know again, and I think we said this last week. You know, earlier in the season, we were not getting pressure and sacks from the from the defensive line. Last week, I think you know three out of four sacks came from the DLs, uh, and this week, three out of four came from the DLs, and in fact, all four came from the front seven, which is really good. But LeBron Ray's sack, uh, I, I think, was huge. I mean, it was a fourteen yard loss, but but. It was coming off the series uh, where they had blocked the punt, uh, and, and so they got a free kick, and so they had good field position. Um, and they had momentum. And, and momentum. And so, you know, a big sack dri- uh, driving you back really sort of took the air. Uh, it really deflated them. And so I think that's a phenomenal play. Uh, and then I like Quinnen getting some more run. I like the fact that I like the fact that we're getting more bodies in there playing – and contributing. You know, we talked earlier in the year, <clears throat> and, and I wasn't sure I was ready to declare it yet, and I'm still not ready to declare it, I don't think, but we seem to have more. Would you, would you start to think that we have more depth at the DL than we did last year, or just more depth at the DL than we thought we had? I think more depth than we thought we had, yeah. and I think that they that are easy. That was easy, right? But yeah, they are more than last year. No, no, okay. I don't think so. I think that he is just giving more guys opportunities. I mean, like LeBron Ray. I mean, like, I'm glad you went back to this real quick because for the listeners, it was a 14-point game. And, you know, here it is, first and 10 at the 30-yard line, 10 minutes left in the game. They do have the momentum. And the sacks that I mentioned, they came in the same series by these two guys. Quinnen Williams starts the first play with a sack. Yeah. Okay. And then on second and 12 later, LeBron Ray steps in. And so here's two guys who come in late in the game, right? When when depth is needed. And most teams can't bring guys out right there to do that. And so for them to come in at the end of the game when these other guys are gassed and give them a breather and 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 have two of your four sacks in the game from your two backups. On the on the drive right before you get a field goal to to go up by more than two scores, yep, that's, that's critical, man. That, that, that's huge. That is that is. Well, I'm gonna get my mini game ball in before you take them. Um, You'll never use mine, so go ahead. All right, that's fine. Uh, I would, I you know, I had LeBron Ray down. That's why I was. That's why I was ready to go uh, go there. But uh, I had two guys circled, and uh, I was hoping they'd both get uh, a shout out. 
And 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 look, we talk about this. Some things it's easier easier to see on TV. Some things it's easier to see, uh, you know, at the game. And so at the game, I would have picked up on this and 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 called it out. And I did not call it out until dude made a play. Uh, but Shy Carter came in for Tony Brown uh, and deflected a pass. I, you know. You know, like I said, in the stadium, I would have known that he was in. On TV, I did not know he was in. Uh, he made a play. And I was like, hey, that's Carter in there making a play. But he came in for an injured uh, Tony Brown. And uh, I like the – we've talked about it. He needs to develop. He needs to uh, – and he still needs to do all of those things. But uh, in an unexpected situation, not a not – a, we're rotating out the secondary. In, in more of an unexpected situation, he came in, played, made a big contribution. Well, I, I was going to let you have this, um, but I do have to add, he was covering Kirk. Yeah. So in ironic fashion, he's in the game in a key moment, and you're covering their best guy, which is why some players came over and, and congratulated him after that play, uh, because that, that's, a, that's a tough matchup for him. Well, yeah, it, well, yeah, but let's talk about that, right? And and let's say props to uh, the AM coaching staff. Um you know, how many times have we talked about player goes out, go after his replacement? Player goes out, go after his replacement. Guess what? Player went out, they went after his replacement. You don't. It, it seems almost too logical that it doesn't happen as often. And and when it does happen, you think that's the right thing to do. How many times have we seen Alabama not do that? Uh, and so you know the fact that they did it. <clears throat> I mean, I look. I get A and M being pissed off when. They you know, they came back and are you know gave up the the win or you know law, however you want to say it to, to UCLA. I understand that, but man, I I can't watch Saturday's game and not be impressed with their coaching staff. No, absolutely. Well, let me do my uh, let me do my mini game ball here, and and your that's third speaks, one. It's your third one, and that speaks to the veterans, uh, defensive and offensive coordinators that he has on his staff. By the yes. way, uh, which was you know which was smart of him. And so this is going to surprise you, man, but my third game ball that had to be discussed uh, goes to Jamie Mosley. Jamie Mosley had a coming out party in this football game. Um, You did not see see Dylan Moses get a lot of run on third down, Mm -hmm. go go stand up on – you know how we talk about the two defensive linemen and the two linebacker look and – we did against Florida State before we oh, got a lot of Mosley. You're right. The guys injured, right. Well, Dylan Moses wasn't the guy in in that situation. It was Mosley. Right. And early in this game, Mosley is in on key third down packages, and he is getting a hell of a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And he is going against the right tackle and beating him two or three times. Yep. He didn't get credit, but one quarterback hurry or whatever. Yeah, I was surprised by that. But I got to tell you, they have found his role. They have found his role. And for him to come in and play as much as he did, and guys like Dylan Moses, who are going to be great players, right, not get quite as many snaps as he did, speaks to, you know, we need guys like that. And I think this was his best game in a Bama uniform. Okay, okay. I, th- I think you're right. Um, and he, and what's in your, to your point, he didn't have a whole lot of stats to show for it. Uh, but he had a lot more pressure than one. I'll tell you that. Um, do you think it was, uh, and uh, you know, I, I'm probably overanalyzing this. Do you think it was his length? I mean, he's got, you know, he can get an arm up and, uh, and he's a taller guy than, than a Moses. Do you think that had something to do with it? Or 
I mean, obviously he demonstrated some ability there as well. No, I think that absolutely has something to do with it. But I also, I think they have found his role. This okay. is this is what Saban is so good at. You know, this is this is you know his role. I think is getting molded into, you know, rabbit rusher. Yeah. And 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 you know we don't have eleven starters on defense, and he is he is he just earned a starting role on this defense, in my opinion, on on certain nickel formation, third and long, in certain down and distance yeah. in that package, yeah. and that's great because I, because we need that. No, I think that's a great call, and um, so everybody gets a mini game ball. All right, so let's talk about special teams because we normally don't have a lot that we we don't we don't normally pick apart a lot here. But there's a lot to pick apart here, and you know I, I've we 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 got to call it both ways here, and and so I'm I'm disappointed at the Alabama coaching staff, uh, specifically the special teams uh, coaching uh, the the special team uh, coaches that that contribute to 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 making this happen, uh, as far as you know GAs and that kind of stuff who are sitting in the box with binoculars because this block punt that happened in a key moment in this game was set up early in this football game. Texas A&M had to see something on tape. They had to see our tendencies to take the right side of our formation and to block down and to leave the back guy on an island all by himself. Because if you go back and watch this tape, Early in the first or second quarter, uh, we have a situation where they didn't block the punt because it was a normal uh, distance for for J.K. to get the ball off, Mm -hmm. but they still ran over uh, poor Keaton Anderson. Uh, He's he's you know six one two hundred and one pounds, and he's a nice guy, and uh, he was trying his best he could, but two guys run over him, and J.K. Scott gets the ball off, and it would have been blocked if it would have been a, a shortened situation. And so I just have to say that, you know, this is why you have this big coaching staff and you've got 15 guys sitting up in the box, right, with binoculars. I just think there should have been an adjustment made uh, early on on our punt formation, and uh, I don't think that block punt would have happened. No, I think that's valid. I think it's I think it's also, if you think about, and I love – I love and always have, uh, you know, J.K. Scott. I, I think his his he's so tall in his length. He's got the longest legs in the world, and you know he's a giraffe out there, right? And so when he puts that ball on his on his toe, I mean, he's already, you know, he's already good six or eight inches, you know, less, right? Than than you're going to get from, you know, Elaine Bearden, you know, right? Age a little bit, but. Uh, um, and so our, he already gives up a little bit, a little bit of space, and then you got a compressed up against the uh, up against the back of the goal line. Uh, you get some compression there, and yeah, it sounds like, you know, same as it ever was, right? They identified something and they were able to exploit it. So that was that was just frustrating. Um, JK's missed field goal. Um, you know, you know they 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 brought him in to 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 make that attempt. You know, that was, uh, you know, he, he kicked it well. Uh, he just kicked it too straight. Yeah. Uh, it was a 50-yarder. Uh, but that was, you know, that was a key moment of the game where it would have been nice to get, you know, a few more points on the board at the beginning of the second quarter. And so that was frustrating. Yeah, that that was. And I thought the first 
punt, you know, where he shanked one. I just, I, w- I just wonder if Christian Kirk was in his head, uh, you know, because they were trying to punt it, you know, directionally punt it away from him and probably wanted to punt it out of bounds, but, you know, 15 yards further down the field or, or more. Um, I, you know, I just wonder if that was in his head and then, and, and as good of a player as he is, he was having sort of, you know, Robert Fosteritis, right? Where he, he just had a series of unfortunate events unfold for him. Uh, and, and, you know, we had that almost uncharacteristically, you know, from two players. So, you know, it's, it's good that it, it's good that that didn't unravel for us. No, absolutely. Now, um, one other thing I want to point out, you know, I've got to do the good and the bad is, um, you know, Mosley looked to be the culprit uh, on uh, on this play, unfortunately, uh, when they had the uh, fumble on the kickoff. I'm sure you're probably going to call this out as well, but it appeared as if he 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 uh, batted the ball, yes, you yes. know, back toward the goal line. Yes. And just, I think had he just the recovered. Damn that's the damn ball. Yeah, just, just recover the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the ball on the 11 yard line just like I'll take it on the one yard line. And so there's a situation where, um, you know, key opportunity uh, to, to win the ball uh, at a crucial uh, at a crucial time in the game. You've just scored on a great 75 yard run from your running back and you've got them on their heels. And they fumble the ball, and it could have really steamrolled early. Yes, uh, and they get the ball. So that's just frustrating. Can you just can you just hear like Saban? What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, you know, just land on the ball, wrap it up, be the fumble recovery hero, and uh, you know, and run off the field, and then let's see if we can't convert that into points. And early in the game, backed up some power running. I mean. We had just scored, man. We had them on the ropes. That yeah. would have gotten ugly quick. It could very well. I mean, look, I mean, line up and get a field goal right there, right? I mean, that it's – I'll take a three right there, but, I, you know, obviously you want the touchdown. But, you know, the point is those are points. You possess the ball right there, that's points. No, absolutely. Well, hey, one other thing I want to point out on special teams real quick is I do want to, I do want to give some love Tony Brown's way just because the – the objective of Texas A&M, who once again uh, were kind of pointing out some of the coaching things that they that they did here in this game, they doubled our gunners on on punt returns. They sure did, yes. And um, they they saw something in tape, right, as to the athleticism of of Tony and and Minka, and uh, we've got to do something about this. And um, Tony was able to get away from both of these guys. Uh, on a couple different occasions, and and like like they like they didn't even phase him, uh, and get down there and make plays. And uh, this boy is going to have a chance to play on Sundays because of his uh, his ability, his athleticism, and uh, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a chance to to make a roster because of special teams. That's going to get his foot in the door possibly. I absolutely but, agree. <laughs> Because I just think that you know we punted four times and and four four times I think he thwarted their efforts. Yes, yes. Hey, Andy made two field goals. That's good, right? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not re- laughing, man. No, 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 no. What's really good about that is that is that one of them was 44 yards. Yes, and he hit it well. 
And and that's good because he didn't want to sit there seeing JK kicking the 50 yarders. You know what I'm saying? And um th- that was that was a good thing uh that that he did that. And uh that was for for Saban to even let him attempt that 44 yarder uh like we spoke about. I don't know that he would have done that a few weeks ago. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um what do you think about Arkansas next week? <sighs> Man, um you know, what Arkansas team is going to show up? Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, they're sitting here two and three on the season, and, you know, they 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 battle it out with this Texas A&M team. Should have beat them. Should have beat them. And then they just get their butt kicked by South Carolina on Saturday. Yes. Um. So, man, you know, uh, it, it it seems like a lot of SEC teams are having a down year. I mean, Texas A&M, this shouldn't have been as close of a score as it, as it was. Uh, I don't think Arkansas has – I don't think Arkansas has the coaches, and I don't think they have some of the players that Texas A&M does. Agreed. And so I'm not going to use my 50-9 to nine score here, uh, but I, I'm going to say that we got them at home, and uh, there's a reason they're two and three. And, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be more of like a 41 to, to 10 type of ball game. Okay. You know, I think for Arkansas, it's, this is very poor timing on their part. You know, their quarterback uh, is dinged up and, and may, might not even play. Might not even play, which that just by itself. Uh, <laughs> when your senior quarterback really, doesn't play, is that's tough, right? Well, yeah, and he's a really good quarterback. He does not have the supporting cast. I mean, if he had a line – that could block in a little bit of a running game, you know, and we've seen what he, what he's done in the past. I mean, he almost beat us last year. So, you know, the dude can play, but he doesn't have the supporting cast, which is why he's, he's dinged up. And so he may not play. And, uh, and we, and we talked about this sort of, you know, this sort of game with, with the uh, A&M is, is this sort of a wake up call to the team. And I think that it is. And so not only may their quarter not, quarterback not play, but they're getting an Alabama team that has something of a wake-up call. And I think they they <laughs> revert to the mean <laughs> of this season. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not calling for 50 either, but I think it's a 38-6 to thumping. Uh, I, I really do. And I think, um, I think Arkansas, you know, you mentioned um, sort of musical chairs, right? You know, when the music stops, they're, they're wishing that someone else – had this date on the calendar because um, I think the Alabama offense is, and and just the team as a whole is going to be pretty well focused this week after uh, after what happened on Saturday. Oh, absolutely, and you know it is ironic. You know, two years ago we played them at homecoming, and you know we only beat them twenty-seven to fourteen, and then we go play Texas A&M the very next week, and so the 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 teams are flip flopped on the schedule, and Arkansas is wishing, uh, and we by the way we go home to beat Texas A&M forty-one to twenty-three. So uh, it's kind of like what you're talking about. I, yeah. I, I think I think Arkansas is just wishing it would have been uh, like it was uh, two years on the ske- two years ago on the schedule. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, I want to uh, I'm gonna I want to take us to uh, some listener shout outs. Is that all right? Yeah, man. Go ahead, man. Ready to listen to it? All right, fantastic. Hey, we have three. This is awesome. I I enjoy doing this because I enjoy hearing what fans have to you know have to say and 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 these things help us in the ratings in iTunes. So I think this is awesome. But we've got three new uh, five-star reviews. We've got uh, Roll Tide, uh, great show, second-year listening, 35-year Tide fan. Keep up the great discussion. I think that is awesome. 
Tommy, I think we've been doing this for a number of years. And so when someone says they're a first or second year listener, that's pretty cool, right? We're still still getting started. That is awesome. Yeah, that is great. We appreciate you listening. We've got Bama football one two one one seven seven. Um <laughs> I just I love this one. Not as annoying as the other guy's voice out of T Town. I just want to stop right there. Anytime that that I'm just not as annoying as someone else, I, lo- I will just take that. I will take that all day long. That's was like that, leaving was Bo that, un- Wait a minute. Was that you? Was that you take- not as annoying or me not as annoying? I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. But not as annoying as the other guy's voice out of T-Town. Maybe we both are not as annoying. Right? I think as a whole, we're not as annoying as someone else. And I will take that. I will take first downs all day. That's awesome, man. You just got to so, put drives together. That's great. No, but he, <clears throat> but he goes on to say, great conversation. Wish there was more, so that's awesome. Great quality about the team and production of the show. So he's giving Brian a shout-out, uh, and he's from Athens, Georgia, so, so that's awesome. Awesome, man. We appreciate you listening. And so and, – and, and we've got one more, and this is Bama fan Chad, and I don't think this is our, our, our uh, former classmate Chad. Uh, um, but uh, he, he says this is a, a must-have for Tide fans. And then – <laughs> and again, I love this one. He says, first, let me say that I love Feinbaum. And so <laughs> I just love that as an intro. Okay. Yep. So first, let me say that I love Feinbaum. He is simply the best, but at, at what everyone else is already doing. So now, now he comes and he talks about us. He says, these guys are different. Whether you're the kind of fan who watches where the ball goes during a game, or you're the kind of fan that notices missed assignments, who's subbing for whom, or what recruit recruit will replace the star next year, these guys are totally accessible to everyone. The podcast doesn't feel rushed either. I love that they are all just over an hour long, allowing me to be totally immersed in Alabama football during a long morning walk. God bless and roll tide, Chad. That's Good awesome. You, man. That is awesome, man. We I appreciate like the comments. <clears throat> so – Again, we do really, I mean, we're having fun with some of these, but we absolutely, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to have fun with you guys so uh, and gals. So we absolutely appreciate the the, uh, the outreaches, the emails, uh, the the dude, Doug, from Sweden. Uh, we called out uh, his review last week, and, and he dropped us an email and expressed uh, appreciation from that for that and, and had some other, uh, other cool things that he said. So we just love in, engaging with uh, folks that are out there listening with you, are uh, listening with us. It's still humbling. It's still super cool. And, uh, you know, we ask, uh, definitely drop us an email, hit us up on uh, iTunes, leave us a review, and uh, we love engaging with you guys. Tommy, you ready for homecoming this week? Man, I am ready, man. I am, I am ready to take care of a homecoming opponent the way that teams are supposed to take care of a homecoming opponent. Absolutely. And there's been some poor demonstrations of that in the SEC. Yes, so, there uh, is. We need to come out and show them how it's done. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it and looking forward to talking about it again next week. Absolutely. Well, hey, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. 
check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.